You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. We are going to have a U.S.-Netherlands watch party on the show. We're going to watch the game together, take your calls, be excited about Uncle Sam's soccer team, and hopefully, hopefully, Team USA will find a way to win this game and move on to the quarterfinals of the World Cup. We've got all the trimmings of what we normally do. At 10.30, we do Stump Rothenberg. That will be right there in place. At 11.15, we do a frenzy. That will be right there, right there in place. Jets and Giants. I mean, I said this on, on my show with Rick. DiPietro and Rothenberg this week numerous times, and he agreed, and I think you all have to agree, and that is this is the biggest New York football weekend combined we've had in over a decade. Absolutely. I mean, Jets in Minnesota, Giants home to Washington, both teams on the precipice of getting themselves into the postseason. But I think we have to start. Now, I, I know you know, I know where we have to start. And it, it listen, I'm not blaming the Mets. Five years, $185 million for a 34-year-old oft-injured pitcher is insane. It is just too much money. It is. And you say, well, it's not your money. I get it. But if you spend that money on him, it means you're not going to spend it maybe more effectively elsewhere. But it hurts. I'm not saying I want to spend $37 million on an aging, oft-injured pitcher. I'm not. But what I will say is this franchise has how many greats in the history of the organization and one of them just up and left. And it hurts. And that's it. And that's it. I'm not, I'm not saying the Mets did anything wrong, right? Apparently, a couple of years back, they offered him three years, 120. He said no to that. He wanted more. Now, my understanding is that he wanted to leave New York, that he didn't, he didn't actually love New York. So to that, it kind of annoys me because the Mets bent over backwards to make him happy. And there's a video surfacing around, um, you've seen it, around the internet of just DeGrom every time he says, I, I love New York. The fans are great to me. It's such a special place to play, like on and on and on and on. And I, I feel twofold. I feel, A, disappointed he left. I feel, B, somewhat relieved that I'm not on the hook, not me, but my team's not on the hook for for $37 million a year. I mean, do you do you think that's going to, at the end of that thing, you're going to look at it and say, boy, what a win for Texas. You think there's any chance of that? What a, what a win for the Texas Rangers that they got this guy. I mean, th- and see, you know what? Because I'm damaged, and I'm a Mets fan first, and I'm a Giants fan first, and I'm a Rangers fan first, and I root for my teams. I root for the organization before I root for the individual player. Any any player. And it would have been that way with Lawrence Taylor even. Like, I root for the team and the team first. And that's why I never understood why there's these fans out there that when their player up and leaves, like, well, now I can't root for that team anymore. You're not, you're not a fan of the team. You're a fan of the player. But I'll tell you this. As a fan of the team and someone that's always protective of my teams, not that you can't be negative on your team, not that you can't be honest about your team, but it's always the team first. And you know what, Jacob DeGrom, as as disappointed 
and sad, and you go through all the emotions now, and upset that I am that he's leaving, and as much as I understand that the Mets didn't want I mean, he didn't even give them a chance to match it. Not that they would have, but if he really wanted to stay here, if he truly, really wanted to stay here, he would have gotten that deal from Texas, brought it back to Epler, had Epler run it up the pole to Steve Cohen, and Cohen would have said, no, I'm not giving this guy $37 million a year with a, with a six-year option. There's no way I'm doing that. But he didn't even give them that opportunity. So you know what? I do have a little issue with Jacob DeGrom. And I don't know if you feel like this. Like, I can feel more than sad that he's left or upset that he's gone. I'm also a little angry at him because the Mets bent over backwards. And he's one of the greats in this franchise history. I mean, you can argue that he's the second best pitcher in the history of this franchise. Right? Tom Seaver, Jacob DeGrom. But you know what? Just a little bit of me feels, you know what, Jacob? Enjoy baseball Siberia, because that's where you're going. Enjoy it. And I've heard a lot of, well, there's no state income tax in Texas, and that's what, okay, you know what? How much money do you need? And again, I'm not judging him. If, he, if that's what he wants to do, that's what he wants to do. And then I can have my reaction. And my reaction is, enjoy baseball Siberia, because that's where you're going to. Because when you are, and, and I want to see, you know, when it's, it's 117 degrees on the field in July, and again, I, I'll, I'll root for him. I like him. I, I think he's an all-time great, and some of the stuff he did here was just unbelievable. But he didn't want to be here. And you know what? If you don't want to be here, then, then I almost feel like I don't want you here. Then goodbye. And don't, don't let the door hit you on the way out. But they, they didn't even have the opportunity to match. He turned down a three-year, $120 million extension, apparently. So you know what? The Mets have a lot of money. Does it mean that Verlander's next on the radar? Does it mean that they keep Bassett now? I don't. I don't know what it means. Does it? Does it mean they make a play for Trey Turner? It sounds like he's going to go to Philadelphia. But uh, I mean, what does it mean? I don't know. Does it mean now they can keep Brandon Nimmo? See, I think you're foolish if you look at this and you just say the Mets have now failed this offseason and they lost to Grom and he's homegrown. And I, I don't know that that's true. And I don't know that the opposite is true. I don't know that the Mets will have a successful offseason. But I, I think with. Epler and the amount of money they have to still spend, I'm at the moment, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. And I'm going to believe that the Mets are going to take that. And that's a lot of money. A lot of money. And I get it. And he's great. And nobody can tell you differently. He is great. But tell me that every single time this guy takes them out, and I've said this before. Every single time this guy takes the mound, my heart is in my throat. At what point is he going to get hurt? And now I'm going to have to deal with 35, 36, 37, 38, 39-year-old Jacob DeGrom? No. Paying him $37 million a year? No. No, no I'm sorry. It just it doesn't make sense sense so we can reflect on what he was and back-to-back Cy Young's rookie of the year all-time great here with the Mets lack of run support but I'm sorry I don't feel like this is a move that the Mets let it get away I don't I don't I mean over the last three years this guy has given you 38 starts. Now, I know 2020 was a 60-game season because of COVID, but still, from 20 and 21 and 22, he's given you 
38 starts. So do you expect a power pitcher in his mid to now late 30s to be a better version of himself? The answer is no. There's no way you could possibly expect that. And I think he made a statement. I want to get paid, which is fine. Which is fine. You want to get paid? You deserve to get paid. You're an all-time great. Good for you. But on the flip side of that, you know what? You've now made your own bed. And if you're playing irrelevant baseball, irrelevant, because I tell you what, Seattle, that team's going to be good for a long time. A long time. And Houston, that team's been good for a long time. So right now, best case, best case scenario, you are the third team in that division. So you have now gone to baseball Siberia. Enjoy it. Because I have this amazing capacity when a guy I feel either wrongs me or not even wrongs me. This is my team. I'm a Mets fan. I can come down on them when, when I think that they've screwed up. I don't think they screwed up. And I spoke to someone really close to this situation last night, and he said he would almost guarantee you that the Mets to a man are relieved, are relieved that they were blown out of the water, that there was, a, there was such an, an enormous offer. Because remember, and, and I had a feeling this was coming, because I don't know, and if you haven't listened, and if you don't listen, you're making a tremendous mistake. Because I know Joe Leo listens, and he loves the show. DPH on Rothenberg, which currently, for the rest of December, is going to be 5 to 8 in the morning on 98.7 ESPN. And then, when you flip that calendar to January of 2023, is going to be a big boy morning show. 6 to 10 here on 98.7 ESPN. But if you listen to the show, I've told you for months, for months, that Jacob DeGrom was going to leave. And it was one of my hot takes, and Rick put it on his sheet. And there was speculation that he's going to go to the Braves. You think the Braves? You think the Braves would give him five years at $185 million? At $37 million a year? No, you know what the truth is? The Braves are too well run to do that. They are. They're too well run to do it. So maybe, just maybe. And I don't know, and maybe he'll go down there and all of a sudden they're the, the creme de la creme of the American League West and, and now the... The Rangers are a team that everyone wants to play for or play with, and certainly they spend money, and we know that. But I'm sorry. I, I, I cannot give you this fake outrage of I'm furious at the Mets. And you know what? On top of it, did he really want to come back to the Mets? Did he, did he really truly want to come back to the Mets if he didn't even present them that offer? All right, Billy, Steve, Buck, I got, uh, we, got, we got five for 185 on the table. You want to you wanna match it? No. He never gave the opportunity. And you know what? Okay. I, I, I'm, at, I'm at peace with it. I'm, I'm disappointed. I'm saddened. But I'm at peace with it. Why? Because A, he didn't want to come back here. And B, I truly, honestly stare you in the eye, give you a moment of candor. I don't know that it makes sense for the Mets. Because... I don't know that it's going to make financial sense in his 30, age 34 year. I sure as heck know it's not going to make sense when he's 38 or 39. And if he meets certain criteria, now you're going to tack a six-year onto that deal? So, again, I think there's a lot of gray area. And if I had to choose, I think the Mets dodged a bullet this morning. And, again, not that I won't miss him, 
Not that he's not great. But overall, do you really want to get into bed with a guy paying him $37 million a year when he's 35, 36, 37, 38, and 39? Who's ha- who hasn't been healthy at ages 32, 33, and 34? And the answer for me is no. I'll miss him. I'm sad he's gone. He's an all-time great. Bye-bye. 1-800-919-3776. This is going to be a fabulous show today. We got we got elite soccer starting at 10 o'clock this morning. Uh, we're going to watch it, and we're going to enjoy it together. We're going to do Stump Rothenberg at 1030. We got the Frenzy at 1115. We got Jets and Giants conversation a little bit later. We got the Mets as the leadoff to the show. So we it's I mean, we have you can almost argue never had a more jam-packed show than we do right now. 1-800-919-3776. Rothenberg with you solo. Saturday morning, 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. And I, I get a tweet. From Hot Take Johnny, who I thought loved me. And then he even says, I I love Dave. There's no way I'm having his show on at the same time. I'll be locked into the game with no distractions. We all know Dave wouldn't do a show, have a show on in the background during a Giants game. You're comparing this to a Giants game? You care about this the way I care about the Giants? I don't know about that. I, I would have my favorite radio show on and watch this game in the background. Absolutely. Of course I would, 100%. But that's not the topic at hand. The topic at hand right now, right in front of us, is Jacob DeGrom. I've said my piece. I, I really, truly believe. Listen, I'm going to go through all the emotions. You you lose an all-time great, and you're sad, and you're angry, and you're hurt, and you feel like you're betrayed, and all those things. But I really feel like I'm going to be okay with this one. Because I really feel a couple things. A, I think Otani's going to be a Met at some point in the next year. And I just can't understand paying him who's hurt now, who's made 12 starts or 13 starts a year on average for the last three years, that kind of coin. So you can disagree, and that's fine. And I don't, and I don't think you're crazy. But I feel pretty steadfast in my take. And we start out, as we should, with Spike in St. Petersburg. Good morning, Spike. You're on 98.7 ESPN. Well, congratulations on the expansion and the new hours. Thank I'm you. I'm happy for you. Look, look, I, I, I saw Colfax pitch, and, you know, I'm an old guy, and I saw the Marichal Colfax Gibson. I love DeGrom. Nobody's worth that money. Nobody. I mean, it's ridiculous. First of all, the age comes into play. You saw a little bit of a regression. I wish him luck. He obviously wasn't a New York guy. And welcome to 107 on a Sunday afternoon at 4 o'clock in Texas. Yeah, my my thing, and, th- and thanks for the, the the call, Spike. Is and I wouldn't, I don't agree with that. That no, like Otani, worth it. Trout, worth it. Just, see, if you can get the guy who's not hurt during the important part of his career, like not not the Garrett Cole when at the end it's you know he's just not competent or capable anymore. During the heart of his career and you pay him a boatload of money, but he's healthy throughout, 
I think it might be worth it. But with all of the question marks and concerns that lie within this Jacob DeGrom deal, first of all, he's not healthy now. So now I'm supposed to believe that he's, he's, he's in his upper 30s and now he's going to be a healthier version of himself? How could I believe that? I got to tell you, I think this is crazy from Texas. Crazy. You're pitching starved. You throw all your eggs into one basket. Like, for my money, you know what? I'm going to go after two good pitchers. I'm going after two good pitchers. I will tell you this. I will tell you this. I feel better about Justin Verlander if I go two years and 80 million than I do five and 185 for DeGrom. And Verlander's already the age. But Verlander's coming off a, a terrific regular season. He just won the Cy Young. And I don't, I don't want to pay... Older guys, injury-plagued guys, that kind of money. Steve in Manhattan. Good morning, Steve. You're on 98.7. Hey, thanks for thanks for having me. So, sure. you know, I actually agree with you part on the ground. It doesn't kill the offseason yet. But where I disagree is I don't see the reason to have hope going forward, really, for what we're going to see out of this. And I think it starts from the top with Epler. He gets too much credit for what he did last year. And, yes, that's went from not great to winning 101 games. But he did what he did with the Angels. He just threw a bunch of money at older players. And, yes, you got better when you acquired Scherzer, Marte, Canna, Bassett. But he spent $200 million. What you have right now is a payroll that's getting up there, even for Steve, a completely decrepit pitching rotation. At the at and the moment, at the moment, you don't know, Steve. You don't know, and again, that's why I say you can't sit here and, and judge it as it's being put together. You don't know that at the end of this thing, it's going to be a decrepit pitching rotation. No, but it'll cost probably a hundred million dollars on top of here for what you have. And okay, uh, and but let me, is, Steve, is it yeah. is it is it your money? No. Oh, so so ultimately, why do you care if they spend another hundred million dollars to to? make the pitching staff what what it needs to be. Because even for Steve Cohen, I think there's a limit on how much he's in the end going to have to save. And I think there's, you know, you need to resign Nimmo or replacement there. Um, and look, if you're shooting for Alvarez starting catching, maybe Beatty at third, I, I think that's the right decision. You need to start giving them playing time. Yep. But that means you need to sure up around the edges too. I agree with you. Uh, you, you know what I would, I don't know if you feel like this, Steve, I would actually kind of love it. Now they still have Escobar and, they still have McCann, and that McCann signing is just oof, just a brutal signing. But I would kind of love it if they decided, you know what, Beatty third, Alvarez catcher, these are our guys. These are our guys. And then you supplement it with, again, I don't know, do you make a play for Trey Turner? Like, I, I mean, there are legitimate pieces available. Now, Jose Abreu is one that hurt because I think the Mets liked him, and it, he didn't go for that much, and I think it would be a great addition. Lock him in as your DH, right? You need power. You have one guy right now, one guy in your entire lineup you look at and you say, that's a power hitter, and that's Alonzo. Because Lindor, I mean, not that these other guys can't hit home runs, but they're not power hitters, right? You don't even have like an Anthony Rizzo, a guy that you know is going to get you 30 to 35 home runs if he's healthy for the season. Doesn't really exist. You need someone, you know, Marte's a terrific ball player, right? Defensively, speed, average, gets on base, runs the bases, all those things. A, he's not getting any younger. B, he's not going to give you 30 home runs. Nimmo doesn't give you 30 home runs if you bring him back. Right? So they need they need power. I thought Jose Abreu would have been a great fit. But, I'm again, I'm, I'm disappointed. I'm sad. I'm not 
heartbroken at this thing. Joe and Lindbrook. Joe, good morning. You're on 98.7. Hey, Dave. Uh, you, you echoed a lot of my sentiments as well. Um, you know, at peace with it. Thanks for what you've done, but not for what you're going to do over the life of that contract. I was probably even most involved and would have been okay with two to three years at like a 40 AAV, which even that might have been too much. But they, but they offered him the three for 120, Joe, and right, he declined it. Right. No, I know. I know. Um, and also, I, you know, these comparisons, I heard somebody say something about um, Johnson was 34 when he went to the Diamondbacks. That ace doesn't exist anymore. The days of Schilling and Johnson winning you like four games in the seven-game series. No. Aces don't do that Do- anymore. doesn't it's exist. And, Joe, it's, it's not like you have a healthy DeGrom now. Exactly. Um, and, yeah, so like I was saying, I mean, you know, in a World Series, well, maybe you'll get 12 innings out of him. And, it's you know, that, that ace isn't going isn't gonna to determine your success. Look what they did without him in the regular season, as much as I, you know, 101 games. We know in the playoffs, whatever, that doesn't matter. He was the only one that got you the win. But they proved they can win without him this year. Again, emotionally, it sucks. I'm going to miss him. Yep. But I feel the same. I feel the same way. Good luck. Goodbye. I, I, I feel. I mean, you, you and I are lockstep here. I feel the exact same way. I'm sad that he's gone. I, I don't think it's the wrong thing. How about this from a Jeff Passan article that you can read on ESPN.com? The Rangers' willingness to go to that level stunned the industry. It didn't stun me. It stunned Rick. It didn't stun you. It stuns the industry. The people within the industry cannot believe that they gave him that kind of a deal. That is a monster, monster contract. For a guy, again, you don't know health-wise what he's going to be. If you told me that Jacob deGrom would be healthy for the duration of the deal, you know what? I would even go as far as saying that's a really good deal for Texas. He's going to be there at least five years. I mean, if that six-year kicks in, we don't know what will make it kick in. He's got to probably meet some kind of, of, of standards to have it kick in. We're talking about a six for 222 for a 40-year-old pitcher at the time. If you told me he was healthy, I'd say, you know what? It's a good deal for everyone. He gets $37 million. He's worth it. He's dynamic. I don't know that he's going to pitch. I don't know that he's going to pitch. And what happens if he's even healthy and he's 37 and all of a sudden he's not the same pitcher? It's, it's too much risk. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. He's an all-time great. He's an all-time great Met. There are some deals that are just too much. And that one is just too risky. 1-800-919-3776. Now, if he signed a two-year $90 million deal, you know what? I might feel a way about that. I might say the Mets should have, should have ponied up and gone there. This, it's just, it, you know I get locked into this. It's too much. It's too much. It's too long. He's too injured. It's too much money. 1-800-919-3776. And this is not the Will Ponds people where, oh, I wanted to get a great deal on this guy for less than market value, and now that I don't get him, well, you know what? I'll take the money and I'll pocket it. No. So it's going to be, what's next, and how do I spend that money elsewhere? 1-800-919-3776. Rothenberg with you. This is a busy Saturday morning on 98.7 ESPN. 
You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. I feel strangely confident with both the Jets and the Giants. And, and I don't know why. But I, I, I don't know. I just think I, I don't believe in Minnesota at all. See, I think the opposition that they're playing, I don't believe in them. I don't believe in Minnesota. I don't believe in Cousins. Their left tackle's out again. I think they're kind of frauds. And Washington, Washington's fine. Like, the, the Giants are, 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 I think, a better team than Washington. You know, Washington's front line is good. Their quarterback is not very good. They have a couple of decent running backs. Their receivers are, are good. But I think the Giants are right there with Washington. Like, the Giants winning tomorrow wouldn't surprise me. So 10 o'clock this morning, we'll get into it. And these are big games for both of the locals. And I say it, and I say it till I'm blue in the face. They can now switch out of these games. I don't need the Jets and the Giants at 1 o'clock tomorrow. All right, move one to four. Move one to four o'clock. Vikings, Vikings in a dome makes perfect sense. Vikings, Jets, four o'clock tomorrow. Now it's a standalone for New York fans. Giants, Washington, one o'clock. Now you can watch that. This is just brutal. I have to watch both teams at the same time at one o'clock. One hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Let's go to Lou in Manalapan. Lou, good morning. You're on ninety eight seven ESPN. Hey, Dave. First off, I want to congratulate you and Rick. That's huge. It's something I've been asking for for a very long time. I think they did it because of you, Lou. I I didn't want to tell everyone this, but I think the reason ESPN has made the switch and put us 6 to 10 in the morning (laughs) is because, honestly, you've been asking for a very long time, and your your words finally got through to management. I've been asking for a very long time. They they miss me calling in. You know, it's a good trade, you know. But um, in regards to our boy Jacob DeGrom, some people might not call him our boy anymore. But, um, you know, I, I think the, the situation is, is kind of a blessing for the Mets. And only because, you know, in, in the past, at least in my history of watching the Mets, it seems like when the offseason comes, you know, the Mets don't really know what they're going to do and what they're going to pursue. And they, they have like a couple of guys that they really want. And then it's, you know, it's we're dropping the ball on New Year's, and they literally have no one to, to field their team. Now we have the opportunity to go out and get whoever we want. Um, you know, I think that DeGrom, you know, as good as a pitcher as he is, you know, it would have hurt if those brave rumors were true. And it would have hurt if, like, the Phillies went after him after they went to the World Series. But it, it doesn't hurt when he goes to – Probably, probably the worst division in baseball. If you if you you know look at it, and you know, and and the, the only thing that really hurts as a Mets fan is that, is I don't like this Max Scherzer deal in in retrospect. Now, you know, considering we couldn't get, you know, would you rather an injury prone Max Scherzer or an injury prone Degrom? You know, I I understand um, that, but Lou, it's not like it was an either or. They offered Degrom. Three for one twenty. They offered him a, a, a Scherzer deal, and he said no. Yeah, no, I understand that. No, and 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 Jake didn't want to be. I mean, you you could see the body language. Maybe maybe it's it's going to be a similar situation with Aaron Judge. You know, New York. You know, New York fans are so are, are so passionate and and sometimes so desperate 
for winning. They put so much pressure on the athlete, and and I'm but not what what the you know. I, 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 if, if it's Judge Lou, I almost understand it because to boo this guy after the season he had, what did the Mets fan do to to make yeah, Jacob to, Degrom to not feel wanted leave. here? No, I agree, and that's what hurts about the whole thing. I mean, you know, like I said, it, it, it could have been worse. It could have been way worse, Dave, if if he goes out and he signs with you know, with the National League team, not even in the division, but seeing him pitch. Oh, he goes to the Dodgers. He goes to the – I totally agree. I mean, let, let's be fair. Thanks for the call, Luke. Let, let's, hey, let's I'll be call fair. you next week. Oh, I can't wait. And thanks for getting that push through with the morning thing. I, I'm telling you right now, right now, that Jacob deGrom will be – just because of the team – and I'm not saying he'll be bad. It'll be irrelevant. Like, like you'll be. Oh, how did, oh, Degrom pitched last night. Oh, they're they're 45 and 58. How did he? How did he do? Six innings and one run ball, and they and they won. Great. Now they're 46 and 58. Good, good for them. That's cute. Pat them on the top of the head, and, and away you go. Like clear, clearly. And again, it's his decision. I'm not even angry about it. Clearly, he prioritized getting out of New York, getting paid, over winning. Right? You, you can't argue that. And I'm not saying by choosing that is wrong. I'm just saying clearly winning was not the priority for Jacob DeGrom. Because if it was, there's no way he'd be pitching in Texas. There's no way. Calvin in Washington Heights. Good morning, Calvin. You're on 9870 ESPN. Hey, how you doing, Mr. Dave? My name, how's everything today? I have a great suggestion for the Mets fans. I truly believe that um, it was a good thing that they didn't find Jacob DeGrom. I think a good option, I'm not going to say better, but I, I'd rather go with Carlos Rendon, the left-handed pitcher, and try to sign him to a four-year deal with $27 million per year, something like 110 for four years. He is an injury pitcher, but the last two years he's pitched pretty healthy, and he'll be really good, a left-handed pitcher right behind Matt Scherzer. I, I love Rendon. I, I love him. I love him. Now, a couple things on him. He hasn't pitched in a, in a New York market, but he pitched in Chicago and with San Francisco, right? So you got that, which is great. Um, he's been healthy for the last two full seasons. And by the way, Correct. he's 29, not 34, 29. Exactly. So I, I think that's an excellent option, and you still have money left to work with, which you can fill out some of the gaps in the outfield and bring some power, which is needed in the Mets, in the Mets lineup. Uh, listen, I like Redon. Verlander, Radon, and, and and I was anti, I guess I could say anti-Verlander, just because, I mean, do I really want multiple 40-year pitch, four-year-old pitchers that I'm going to have to rely on for the, the duration of the season, for like 162 games in the playoffs? Like, that's a lot. To ask a, a regular pitcher at this point in time, like to ask a, a 30-year-old pitcher to give you 180 innings and then be healthy and, and pitch well in the postseason is a lot. To ask a 40-year-old pitcher to do it? And to ask two 40-year-old pitchers to do it, that's a lot to ask. But at this point, I think you're well, I think you gotta bring back Bassett now, right? He showed that he's capable in New York. And again, is he an ace? Do you do you have an ace? Will you will you sign Radon? Is anybody gonna beat DeGrom? No. Is Verlander gonna beat DeGrom? No. But again, let's see where they spend their money. And I and I really more than ever now believe that Shohei Otani is going to be a Met. I, I, I think that's going to be the play. I think it, once the Angels fall out of this thing, you make a monster offer, you bring him in, and then at some point, because now it changes, it changes everything. It changes your rotation, right? It changes your power. It changes your lineup. It changes everything.
and it's and at some point, I think it's fair to say the Angels are are not going to be relevant, right? And you get, you want you want to get something for him, and it's not like he has years left like Soto did. This is it for him. He's got one year left. So when they're done in on June 9th, and you're the Mets, and you go to the Angels, and you make a a really good deal, they say no to that. Then I don't know, and and I'm telling you. If the Mets bring in Otani, you you will be oh the ground was nice. You won't even believe the amount of excitement that'll that'll happen if and when he comes here. So again, it's a piece of the puzzle. You're not thrilled about it this morning. You're hurt by it. I get it. Let's wait to see how it plays out. And mind you, I don't think you can be shocked by this. I've been saying it for months. The odds in, in, on all the, the, the betting sites were that he wasn't going to return to New York. And then yesterday I spoke to someone, uh, it's, it's Thursday, I spoke to someone close to the situation, and he said 50-50, Mets-Rangers. And, and it's the Rangers. So thank you for everything you've done. You're an all-time great Met. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. 1-800-919-3776. You want in on the Grom? Let's go. We'll do it now because we're going football at 10, Stump Rothenberg 1030, Frenzy 1115. It's going to be a while before you have this opportunity. You want in on the ground. You're, you're despondent on it. You are thrilled about it. You can't believe they let the next Tom Seaver get away. Whatever it is, now's your time. 1-800-919-3776. Rothenberg with you on a... I think I think you could say the busiest Saturday morning we've ever had on this show. You got a huge soccer game. You have an all-time great that leaves, and you have a monster football weekend as well. Rothenberg with you solo, 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Joe, Leah, what do you think about this tweet? This, it's not very nice. You ready for this? Okay. All right. He says, uh, to me, not to you, you're such a loser. Don't you think DeGrom thought about baseball obscurity? He's from a small town in Florida and maybe wants to ride out the last years of his career out of the spotlight. Winning obviously isn't everything to him. Stop living in a box, you loser. How do you feel about that tweet? I think he's a loser because that's yeah, a I loser agree. mentality. It is. It, 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 if, if you are happy... Pitching in baseball. Now, there's nothing wrong with small market or smaller market or not as much pressure. Baseball, fine. But if you truly are, I don't care if we win or not. I don't care if I pitch in big games or not. Then then that's that's on you. That's not on me. Again, some people can't handle New York. And some can't. Obviously, Buckley can't. Right? Buckley probably lives in, in some kind of a shack in, in an outer woods of North Carolina. And that's fine. DeGrom didn't want to be here. Again, it, there's nothing wrong with it. But it's just not what I or many people listening would choose to have happen. I, I, I want the big stage. And again, it's not like he hasn't been treated well. Right? It's not like he ha- he's been treated like a god. Everything the guy does. I mean, has he been booed? No, he's, he's good ovations every time. People are ecstatic to see him. I don't remember anything negative towards him. 
So I, I don't understand why we have this, you know, he just wants to pitch in baseball obscurity. And that's and, and again, it's okay. But then it means it's New York is not for you. And then goodbye. Eddie in Brooklyn. Eddie, you're on 98.7 ESPN. Good morning, Dave. How you doing? Listen, man, Jacob DeGrom just wanted um, to get his money in a way because he's angel prone. So, like, he doesn't know, like, he's going to be able to play all season next year or whenever, what, you know. So, th- my personal opinion is, like, he wanted he wanted to make sure he secured a bag. And then on top of that, I heard you say, like, he could um, – something about the next time season. I can't put him, like, going to be – he could have been the next time season. I didn't, I didn't say that. Eddie, it's, I didn't say the next Tom Seaver. Okay, I, 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 no, no, I said he is the best Mets pitcher in franchise history outside of Tom Seaver. Okay, all right, all right, but all right, my, my, my bad. Okay. But um, I'm not mad at him leaving to go get his money because as an athlete, you know, like you put in the work, you do what's best for you. You know, if he would have stayed here, I would have shown the same love. Now that he's going to Texas, I wish him success. Well, I, I I wish him success. I'll tell you what, if, if, he, if he breaks down, Eddie, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna feel the same pain. And thanks for the call. No, I, I wish not. him no, nothing but success. I hope he does well there. He's one of my all time favorites. Watching watching him. I mean, how many games in June and July on like a Friday night are you like? Oh, well, do you want to go out for dinner? I oh, might. The ground's pitching. That's what it was like. So. Uh, ben was graduating middle school and they had like a party for for the kid, his group of friends and the parents. It was really nice uh, a couple of years ago. And it was. I guess it was 20. Must have been 2019. Right, because it was before the pandemic 2019 and it was a Friday night and DeGrom was was pitching and we're at this party and there's like a. And, and it was when he was having that insane season, right? So it's June of 2019, and his, his season was unbelievable. And all of a sudden, there's like a like – a, and not even for me, like just like a buzz at the parts. Like, got to get the TV, DeGrom, and like what, what's happening? And the uh, not me. The other guys at the party put the TV on in like a room that you could see it to the outside – because DeGrom was pitching. Because he, he is, you, he is you stop whatever you're doing and watch him throw. Because he's at that level. He, really. It, like, Oral Hershiser was like that in 1988. Right? When it's just like he's not going to allow a run. Fernando Valenzuela was like that. Dwight Gooden was like that. DeGrom was like that. There's not a lot of those guys. When that happens, you, you, whatever you're doing, whatever party you're at, you want to know what's going on. Andy in Westchester. Andy, good morning. You're on 98.7. Dave, how you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm not as upset as I thought I would be. Let, let me just get your take on this. I, let me start. He's obviously an unbelievable talent. Not not taking that away. But I, I just get this feeling. He's being elevated. I've heard others uh, refer to him as a Hall of Fame pitcher. And I just wanted to get your take on that. because, And you look at his stats, and I know it's not just all about stats. He feels far, far away from being a Hall of Fame pitcher. Pitcher, even if the next I don't, I don't know how are... I don't know how he could be Hall of Fame now. And again, he's had a small sample size of of some of the great seasons in the history of the game. But I mean, he's done it for how many years? He's got eighty two wins, and I understand that wins is not the ultimate, right? But right. he's been great for how many years? Three, four, exactly. 
five even. I mean, it's I, it's yeah, just not uh, enough what, yet. I, I think what, what, if he has a great five years in Texas, I think you're talking about a Hall of Fame pitcher. Right now, no. Is, is he really? Okay. What He has had, I think, 15 wins is the highest he's ever had. Yeah, but again, wins is not the ultimate getting into the Hall of Fame or not. You'll, you'll never see – Anybody, I think there's somebody close now, but outside of that, you're not going to see guys get 300 wins. Like wins, wins doesn't matter anymore. The guy won the Cy but, Young Award when he was what, like 11 and 10 or 10 and nine? Yeah, and, and and he had one year where he had an ERA under two, which was unbelievable. That wow. was that year. But he, he I think he was 10 yeah. and nine with an ERA of like one seven or something like that. Right. So 10 and nine and 30 starts. I don't know. I mean, I think I, I don't. Think well, York, you're you're, fr- you're frustrating me, for Andy, because. I'm telling you wins doesn't matter. And you're just saying, well, only 10 wins and 30-plus starts. Well, it's, it's ERA. It's strikeouts. It's whip. It wins doesn't matter anymore. Okay. Well, okay, so what does? What, what, what I, does I, I mean, goodbye, ball? Andy. I, ju- I just explained it. I just, I just explained it. ERA matters. Whip matters. Strikeouts per nine innings matter. Wins does not matter. It doesn't. If wins mattered, would he have won the Cy Young at 10 and 9? And I think he won the next year's Cy Young at like 11 and 8. So I, I don't understand. It's like, it's, like, it's like ramming your head into a wall. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer now. I think he has the potential to be. I think he has the potential to flame out. I think it's all on the table. And you know what? Now it's Texas's situation. All right, I said we we're going to move to football, but I'm not ready yet. I need more DeGrom. 1-800-919-3776. I mean, phone lines are all lit up. The soccer's starting. I might sing the anthem. It's all happening on Saturday morning right here on 98.7 ESPN.